0: Start the show. Time to explain to people just what's wrong with me. Nope. Alright guys, what's up? This is Jimmy James. It's Tuesday, but this is for Wednesday's podcast. Right now it is 5am on the dot. I have been up all fucking night. And, uh, I figured let's do a morning podcast. I've done this before. This is how I usually do my podcast. It's quieter. But I'm going to have an outside podcast. So we're going to get an outside podcast starting in about five, 10 minutes. I figured let's go watch some accidents happen on my road. You know, we're, we're overdue for an accident here figure about two to three a month and i believe we only had one this month so yeah we're due for like at least one to two more we average about 2.5 accidents all right see you on the flip side hey jimmy this is justin um i'm listening to your new show letting go and i love how you just ran into somebody on the street and just started talking to him about tattoos and how this was like a hobby slash job thing i mean i thought that was really cool man you should you should do more stuff like that maybe i'll i'll do it one day i just need to have the courage
1: to do it but um good job man keep up the good work god bless you bro bye
0: Thanks, Justin. And that's funny you mentioned it. I was actually doing it for a little while, but <laughs> I I like to tell people, hey, you're you know, you're being recorded now. Well, first of all that they know. But even if they don't, you know, I still have the right to record and I can do whatever I want. You know, I just know you know to to that point. I'm not saying uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good turn. I'm not saying that like anything legally. I'm just talking about recording. Just out of respect. But it's funny you should say that because listen to this next bit. That's why I put your message in that you did. And thanks uh, for the uh, you know kind words, man. You know, I always appreciate that. And uh, I ran into some guy... This was the part that I asked him that I was recording. I do have recording of him, but I didn't ask his permission. And, uh, I knew the guy was special. So, you know, like, he was slow, special, retarded, I don't know. Whatever the kids call these fucking people nowadays. I guess a human being, you know, but... At an older age where you just gave up on your life and your brain. So, I don't know. Any- What's your name? I'll uh, throw you in there. You can be your first name. Just your first name. Anything. Allow me to spell it out phonetically. Do, do it. There you go.
2: Capital Papa Alpha Romeo Chilo Echo Romeo.
0: Not Papa, Papa, Alpha, okay, so that's Papa, Alpha, wait, wait, you said Papa, what was the, uh, this third one? I got it on the record. The third and sixth are phonetically represented by Romeo, so that's Papa, all right, so we're walking, and we're talking, and we're, that's a song, so we're walking, and we're talking, Oh, shit. So, let me tell you my day. Well, first, the good news. I got good news, bad news. The good news is... Uh, you know, the tracker on your phone that keeps track of, like, your steps and shit and your heart points? Guess what? It said, I'm doing well. I'm almost there. And then it said congratulations. You have now broke your own record. I was like fuck man I haven't gone anywhere. So, the bad news. Last month I went and seen the doctor and he said you had two weeks to live. was uh, watching john oliver last week tonight with john oliver and then by the way everybody i wanted to talk about something but i'm gonna have to go back and watch it now because i just just forgot all right fuck off everybody forgets shit
3: Inflation is especially difficult to handle and can amount to a life overhaul. Patty Byther just unretired and got ready for her new part-time job. I thought I was done. I had worked it all out financially that, you know, I it. With prices soaring, her retirement lasted 10 months. These are my fuel bills. In 13 months, it went up $150.
0: Correct. My safety net. It's just gone.
3: When do you see yourself retiring for real?
0: I don't really see a time when I'll be able to retire again. Or entirely again. Which is sort of annoying and sad. That's so fucked up. I, I laughed at that part, but not at her. I laughed at it because this is the economy we live in. Like, we are so fucked as a human species that this lady retired. Like, she's an older lady. When I mean older... Just by looking at her, I'm guessing sixty five to seventy ish. No, but she's about sixty five. Okay, um, yeah, she retired, and then had to go back to work because, you know, inflation. And that's uh to give you an idea. Uh, there's a part on this it was the John Oliver show I was watching where, this guy was. Saying that, you know, uh, Gatorade... Go to your local store, Gatorade bottles were, what, 28 ounces or 30 ounces? Whatever the fuck they were. They're like 2 or 3 ounces less. Because they say it's a better grip. And I'm thinking in my head, like... I don't really see people, like, who drink any bottles of anything. Gatorade, uh, water. Do you just see people dropping bottles... Is there, like, a problem going on out there I'm not aware of? Of, like, I don't know. We gotta do something about these Gatorade bottles. They keep slipping out of our hands. Like, I watch athletes drink them. I just never seen, like, an abundant of dropping bottles. I don't know. You know, and I... Fuck. You know, you know what I mean? Inflation. And, uh... Yeah. So here's the next part that I was watching, you can listen to. This is what uh, John Oliver said from the uh, John Oliver Show last week, Tonight with John Oliver.
3: It's frustrating to retire, think you're done, and then have to go back to work. That is the absolute worst case scenario of retirement, other than, of course, moving to Florida. So, given that it is hurting so many people right now, tonight, let's examine inflation. What caused it, what we've done to address it so far, and what could happen next. And let's start with how exactly we got here, because you've probably heard a lot of explanations flying around. This is Biden inflation, a 39-year high, created by Joe Biden. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. The supply chain is the catalyst at the end of the day. Inflation is not caused by the Build Back Better or the bipartisan bill. It's caused by corporate greed yeah there has been a flurry of finger pointing with many tending to place the blame on whatever they were already mad at with some democrats blaming corporate greed republicans blaming joe biden biden blaming putin and your dog presumably blaming the vacuum cleaner. And here is the interesting thing aside from the dog they're probably all at least a little bit right because the truth is there is no one cause of inflation at the best of times it involves a multitude of factors and the situation that we're in right now has been an unprecedented perfect storm and to understand that storm it might actually help to pause for a moment to talk about the mechanics of inflation
0: all right real quick i'm going to do the rest of this bit or the show on adobe i don't feel like um downloading important uploading and and, uh, i want you guys to listen to this part i got right up to about here and then i stopped it and i wanted to put this bit in All right, guys, here's the rest of the Inflammational. And John Oliver, here we go. And to understand that
3: storm, it might actually help to pause for a moment to talk about the mechanics of inflation. Very basically, it happens whenever there is too much demand for too little supply. If people have lots of money to spend, they usually want to buy more stuff. But if there is not enough stuff to go around, then the price of that stuff goes up. I'll give you an example. Let's say that every single person in America suddenly wins the lottery. And everyone now has 40 million dollars to spend. What are they going to do? Well, I would assume that they do what I would, which is immediately buy this $1,500 Emeralds Patina fountain statue of a frog spreading its unnaturally long legs in a manner that seems offensive, but I'm not exactly sure to who. Now, by the way, the frog comes in two sizes, large and giant. Now, obviously, if you win the lottery, you are springing for the giant one, but here is the problem. There are currently only three of them left in stock, so the statues are likely to get more expensive because everyone suddenly wants one, as they all have more money to spend, but there are only three left. Basically, high demand, not enough supply, and that's how we get frogflation. So, too much money chasing a limited supply of goods can lead to inflation, and some on the right have seized on the too much money part of that idea, to suggest that inflation is really just down to one thing. When you put
0: $6 trillion of fiscal stimulus into the economy, as President Biden and Democrats did last year, you're going to end up with big-time inflation. The March stimulus package literally manufactured inflation. This inflation is caused by Democrat policies. didn't just
3: happen. This is the Democrat tax on the middle class. Wow, that is some pretty heavy fire there. Calling something a tax on the middle class is one of the best ways to make it look bad just after calling it a close associate of Prince Andrew. <laughs> Blaming Biden's stimulus package has become a common refrain on the right when discussing inflation, and the reality is there is a kernel of truth to it. Thanks to the pandemic-era stimulus bills, people did have more cash on hands. But that is not the only reason. As strange as it sounds, many people saved money during the early days of the pandemic simply because we were all stuck at home. By one estimate, households actually accumulated two and a half trillion dollars in excess savings during the pandemic. And to the extent that people were spending money, it mostly wasn't on services like flights or hotels or restaurants. Instead, it went to goods like furniture, appliances or, I don't know, some steamy watercolour rat erotica. (laughs) I'm just describing what most people did in 2020. (laughs) And what's more, the notion that our economy would be fine if not for Biden's stimulus completely ignores what it would have looked like without it. Because it not only protected low-income workers who were in real trouble, it also helped us avoid a COVID-induced financial crisis. And while, with hindsight, most economists would say that we could have made it more targeted and precise so that we didn't increase the money supply any more than we absolutely had to, it is very important to note that according to one estimate, without the American Rescue Plan, the economy would have come close to suffering a double-digit recession in the. Spring of 2021. So, two things are likely true here. The government stimulus did contribute to inflation, but it was also a necessary intervention. And the much bigger point is, inflation clearly isn't just about the stimulus at all. After all, it's not just a problem here in the US. Britain and Germany have seen inflation rates hit four-decade highs, and in seven Eastern European nations, it's now expected to surge past double digits. And in Japan, it's had particularly dramatic consequences we're at an aquarium in Hakone the effects of inflation can be felt here
0: too with the
1: rising price of feed they've chosen to use the cheaper mackerel how are the
0: penguins reacting to the new feed
1: she tries to coax it to
0: the uh, the uh, penguin and uh, not to like, uh, mackerel. It does not to like mackerel.
1: Eight. <laughs> the penguin doesn't like it.
0: Nope. No, penguin does not like it. All right, getting back to the show. I'm not running the whole show here. There's, like, at least ten minutes left, but I'm going to finish out this bit. Let's get it.
3: Oh, no, it does not, and I do not blame it. I love absolutely everything about that. My new favourite genre of news segment is now footage of what appears to be a large flightless bird being a massive bitch, which, now that I say it out loud, would be a pretty accurate title for this show. But, also...
0: Oh, by the way, uh... Because I'm watching TV by myself, uh, father went down the shore, so I got the house to myself, uh... But, uh... Right after he does, and now this, we're going to jump to something else. Remember, demand is only one
3: side of this equation. The other side is supply. And to quote my therapist, let's come back to that frog spreading its leg statue. Because in Scenario where everyone won the lottery. If there happened to be enough frog statues for everyone to buy, then there wouldn't be any imbalance between supply and demand and prices would remain stable. But remember, there are only three giant statues left in stock, and if for whatever reason they can't make any more, the price of the remaining statues will then go up, especially because there aren't actually three of them left anymore, because I have one and it's right over here. Look at it!
0: he always buys this shit this stupidest shit it's a it's a frog fountain it's fucking actually pretty cool honestly the frog laser legs are way up maybe i'll put that on as like uh the picture on my main thing by the way i'm changing that
3: beautiful frog statue and crucially crucially what that means is there are now only two of the frog statues left except to be honest there aren't two because I have another one that is right over there. Look at my second frog statue. What an absolutely perfect pair. And what that means is that the last remaining frog statue is going to be worth an absolute fortune, which to be honest, is very good news for me, because I did get that one as well. Here it is. I'm rich. I've got all the frogs. I've cornered the frog statue market. I am macroeconomic point that I'm making is demand is certainly a factor but a smaller supply also leads to inflation. And generally speaking, we've had diminished and disrupted supplies of a lot of consumer goods, primarily because, thanks to COVID, factories overseas have been shut or have slowed down considerably. Take, for instance, bicycles. There has been a massive bike shortage over the last couple of years, thanks in large part to lockdowns and slowdowns disrupting bike production in China, where roughly 90% of all bikes sold in the US are produced. Meanwhile, demand for bikes soared as shoppers tried to stay active during lockdowns, meaning that just a few months into the pandemic, we were already seeing stories like this.
1: Bike shops across the country now seeing skyrocketing demand and supplies dwindling. In Albuquerque, New Mexico...
0: This is actually the only one we have right at the moment.
1: And in New York City... Have you ever seen a bike shortage like this before? No,
0: never. I'm selling way more... Pink and purple to guys, because they're just like whatever. It doesn't matter what color it is. That's it is what it is. It's a bike. It's true. The bike shortage
3: even broke down gender stereotypes. But interestingly, interestingly, well, Can you just
0: imagine being at the store, like, you know what, dude? I'll take the pink bike. It, it, what the fuck, dude? I'll paint it later. Like, you're not painting it. You know, what I mean, we all know you're not gonna paint it.
3: Pink and purple bikes attracted a new male demographic. Penny Farthing bikes maintained their traditional customer base, fancy-mustachioed perverts. (laughs) Which helps explain why. Last year, the average retail price of bike products was up 43% compared to 2019. Which means essentially one thing. If you are the sort of person who stayed active and exercised during lockdown, inflation is your fault and you're a terrible, terrible person. (laughs) The point is, inflation truly was a perfect storm going into the year. And it seems like everything that's happened since then has only made it worse. When Biden said inflation is largely the fault of Putin, that is clearly not true. Inflation was happening before Putin even invaded Ukraine, so that's...
0: when. When is anything any president ever said true? Just not how
3: time works. What is true, though, is that Putin definitely exacerbated the problem. The invasion of Ukraine greatly impacted food and fuel prices as the world cut off its oil purchases from Russia, driving gas prices which were already rising up to
0: outrageous levels,
3: perhaps best summed up by this guy.
0: Bro, I just got a brand new, I just got a new car, my first car. Now I see what you motherfuckers are talking about with these gas prices. My shit was on empty. I put 20 bucks in the fucking, in the fucking tank. Look at this shit. What the fuck? This is what 20 fucking dollars gets me? Are you fucking kidding me? If I had
3: to bet, I'd say 80% of a gas station employee's job right now is to talk people down from exactly this situation. The other 20% is, as always, tracking down some of the bluest drinks you've ever seen. Now, is it a good idea to sell those in the same store where you sell antifreeze? Not for me to say. So. Putin invading Ukraine didn't start this inflationary cycle, but it is making it worse, and the same can be said of corporate greed. It is absolutely true that some companies are taking advantage of this environment to drive up prices, and they're getting record profits in return, and that is infuriating. But most economists will tell you that's not what caused inflation in the first place. After all, it's not like corporations only just got greedy in the last two years. Companies will shamelessly profiteer the exact same way that a dog will make an absolute meal out of its own bullsack sack. If left to its own devices, that's unfortunately just what it's going to do. So, to recap, rising prices are due to a ton of factors. A pandemic, a stimulus, change spending patterns, supply chain issues, the war in Ukraine, to name just a few and anyone loudly saying that one thing is the cause of inflation is either lying or has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And the fact is, whichever Combination of things got us into this mess. The entity that many are looking to to get us out of it is the Federal Reserve. One of its key duties is to keep an eye out for things that can destabilise the economy, like inflation, and control it by raising and lowering interest rates. Very basically, the Fed can increase how much it costs for banks to borrow money, a cost that they then pass along to businesses and consumers through higher rates on things like mortgages and credit cards, and the higher the interest rates, the less inclined people and businesses will be to borrow, and the more inclined they'll be to save. Essentially, the Fed can indirectly influence how much people are spending. So when it comes to the demand side of the economy, they have some real power here. And the fact is, in this current crisis, it did arguably take too long for the Fed to raise interest rates. That's something that its chairman, Jerome Powell, basically admitted at a congressional hearing in March. Just listen to him explain that the Fed saw early signs of inflation as being due to a temporary supply shock that would simply resolve itself.
0: See, this is what I've been trying to tell you guys. You know, with the with the drought, inflammation, I just have too much fucking ADHD to get it all out plainly. So I figured, why not? I'll do something different let you guys hear this. So here is the senator explaining whatever John just said. So, uh, stay tuned for the rest of this after you listen to the people who make this happen. Anchor, stay right there. We'll be right back. textbook says is the shock's going to come and it's going to go and
3: and you shouldn't react to it hindsight says we should have moved earlier and and that that turned out to be wrong not not maybe conceptually wrong but it's just taking so much longer for the supply side to heal than we thought yeah he's right The standard textbook of economics says that if there is a supply shock, you let it resolve itself organically. Unfortunately, and in fairness to the Fed, the pandemic was totally unprecedented, so the standard textbook just didn't apply. In fact, the only textbook applicable to this situation was, oh, fuck, 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 the whole world shut down. What do we do? Oh, God, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) And it is not like the Fed was alone in calling this wrong. Most economists thought inflation would go away on its own, and some of the loudest voices on Wall Street were arguing against the Fed raising interest rates because they, too, thought that inflation would be transitory. For instance, here is Jim Cramer, the answer to the question, what if a garbage can full of cocaine and business school pamphlets (laughs) wish to be a real boy, making that very argument in November of last year? Mind,
0: I don't think PAL needs to slam the brakes on the economy. Despite what you hear from the inflationistas in the media, the weight of the evidence is finally going PAL's way. Team Transitory is going to win. How, how does this guy have a fucking show? I mean, he literally screams utter nonsense, and he has like all these graphics with the Dow and all the fucking Wall Street. He barely gets a whole sentence out, and I can't understand anything he's saying, mad money. I mean, I understand what he's talking about, but I'm talking about literally. Anyway, li- li- literally. I'm going fuck it, and fuck you guys. I'm in a bad fucking mood. This is my show. It's uh, today, last week today, with Jimmy and John... I say stop freaking about
3: inflation. OK, setting aside the fact that he's speaking with an intensity level there, best described as Patty Lapone admonishing a rude audience <laughs> member, it's pretty clear that this clip, much like Jim Cramer himself, has not aged very well because here he was just six months later doing a full 180 with a very different tone. See, I think that pal
0: may not understand. we got to break this we got to break it down because this was the week where you realised that it is just inflamed and it is not not going away, uh, and I, I was—I I was just kind of just. I I looked out a I, I just didn't know that it was as bad as it is. It's in every aisle. The inflation's <laughs> in every aisle. Wow, that was a pretty dramatic turnaround. You went from loudly
3: unconcerned about rising prices to full-blown inflationista in a matter of months. And quick question, what exactly is going on with this expression right here? That's yeah. not the face you make when you're concerned no, about saying, inflation.
0: That's the face... That's what I was just saying. Like, well, you guys can't see. The, the facial expressions the way he sounds it's funny so he has like expression looks like he's like taking a shit or he's thinking about taking a shit or he's like shit i ate some shit and then i'm probably gonna have to take some shit later on and he's like he's running that shit down like i wonder how long i'm gonna be on the toilet for and then he's thinking like how bad is this gonna be you know you make when you're watching a
3: giraffe give birth <laughs> the fact is a lot of smart people and jim kramer read this situation wrong and there isn't really a roadmap for what to do next as one wall street journal columnist has said economic models that worked for decades broke down during the pandemic and alternatives have yet to emerge now one thing that would really help is if we knew the extent to which this is a supply or a demand problem, if it's more about too much money or not enough stuff. Because if it is too much money, the Fed can impact that pretty easily. What they'd want to do is raise interest rates significantly enough to curb spending and slow growth, but not so aggressively that it would then trigger a painful recession. But if it's about not enough stuff instead, if the major issues are things like supply chain disruptions, the effect the Fed can have is drastically reduced, because the Fed can't stop the war in Ukraine, or open factories in China that are closed due to Covid, I suppose Jerome Powell could lead an army of economists into Luhansk, but I'm not sure anyone wants to see that, and historically that hasn't been the Fed's role. So the question of whether inflation is caused more by supply or demand basically determines how much influence the Fed has to improve things. Unfortunately, even economists don't really agree on which is the bigger driver here. Meaning the truth is, inflation may not be fully within our control right now, which isn't to say that Biden hasn't been out there promising to combat it and showing empathy for Americans who are struggling, sometimes in the weirdest way possible. I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation, very seriously, and it's my top for domestic priority. I know you gotta be frustrated. I know.
1: I
0: can taste it.
1: No, 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 no! I can
0: taste it. You guys elected this fucking motherfucker and if you didn't, it's still your fault. I don't know.
3: No, no, no! Never say that again! That may have been the single grossest thing I've ever heard come out of Joe Biden's mouth, and that is saying a lot, because I've heard the stuff that he used to say in the 1970s. But but to be fair, I do get why Biden is taking this approach. Americans view inflation as the top problem facing the US ahead of the midterm elections, ahead of every other calamity facing the country, including Ezra Miller. And there is an argument for trying to raise public confidence. Once an inflationary cycle starts, simply the expectation of it can keep inflation going. For instance, as the cost of living rises, workers might demand higher wages to cover that, which in turn raises the cost of labour, leaving businesses to charge higher prices, leading to still more inflation. It's basically a vicious cycle. That is why the worse our inflation expectations are, the worse it can get. And that may help explain why the Fed, albeit late, is now taking some big steps. It recently enacted the biggest increase to interest rates since 1994, and it's all but certain that it will raise them again next week. Meanwhile, Jerome Powell has been trying to reassure people that the Fed—it
0: said right there—explain
3: why the Fed, albeit late, is now taking that? steps. It
0: recently <clears throat> since nineteen 1990- ninety It says the uh, Fed hikes its benchmark interest by uh, rate by 0.75. So 0.75% point, the biggest increase since 1994. That was June 15th, 2022. Before,
3: and it's all but certain that it will raise them again next week. Meanwhile, Jerome Powell has been trying to reassure people that the Fed has things under control, although he has also notably gone from talking about trying to engineer a soft landing for the economy to something slightly different.
0: So I would say there's a, there's a, you know, there are a number of plausible paths
3: to having a soft or, as I've said, soft-ish landing. Oh, also we're aiming for a soft-ish landing now, are we, Jerome? The thing is, ish isn't exactly the most reassuring suffix to hear when you're discussing something so serious. There is a huge difference between the surgeon telling you the surgery went well and it went well-ish. look, I don't know where things are going to go from here exactly. I am not a monetary policy wonk, even though my clothing, glasses, haircut and general vibe strongly beg to differ. Although, for what it's worth, there have been some small encouraging developments recently. Among other things, gas prices have been dropping, and long-term inflation expectations recently ticked down after the Fed's intervention. Most economists now expect this wave of inflation to pass in a year or 18 months, although that is by no means certain. And importantly, that's an incredibly long time for those suffering the most, because for all of our discussion tonight of supply and demand curves, it is really important to remember that inflation's effects are anything but abstract for those that it's hitting the hardest. Like this woman describing shopping with her kids.
0: They see it, you know, like when we're, when I'm in line and I'm like, you know, calculating in my head and looking at my groceries, right? Like, like literally, like I have my calculator out, like doing the tax and like, what is this gonna come to? And Or I'm putting things back as we get closer in line, you know? Um, you know, and my oldest daughter is, like, looking at me and then, like, she's putting something back and, like, it just...
3: fucking ass, It just, you know, breaks your heart a little bit. Of course! Kids shouldn't have to worry about putting food back on the shelves because they can't afford it. Kids should do what they are meant to do at the grocery store, go over to the big bin of rubber balls that are inexplicably sold there and cause absolute mayhem! Yep. So the next year is likely to be very hard for a lot of people, which is why what we should definitely be doing right now is helping them. One of the best ways to help low-income families would be to pass a refundable child tax credit for those who need it. And I know that that might be hard, especially in an atmosphere where government spending is being blamed for fueling inflation, but it could be narrowly targeted while also fully offset with higher taxes on higher earners. We could also expand rental assistance, something that economists say would have a minimal impact on driving further up, while also keeping people in their homes. Look, things are obviously pretty bad right now. Families are struggling. Penguins are pissed. And Jim Kramer looks like he just shit himself. <laughs> and there's still a lot of uncertainty here. But are...
0: I said that. It looks like he shit himself. He's about to shit himself.
3: There are also two things that we do know for sure. One, it's going to take a difficult combination of monetary policy, supply chain recovery and time to bring supply and demand back into alignment. And two, that if everyone does win the lottery in the future and does suddenly want some frog statues, I just made the smartest investment of all time. I'm the Warren Buffett of frogs.
0: And now this all right guys that's a lot of recording for me to do the reason why i did this recording and this is not like me i'm i'm, I'm off like way off of uh what my show is about but i just wanted to kind of welcome you into what i hear i listen to you know i just sit around all the time and make up stupid shit. We have to hear this stuff because a lot of people don't know and even with the inflation, I was going to do it and I was like, you know what, and this is the first time I saw this show so I figured we'll watch it together. Um, Not the show, this episode, should I say, about inflation. So, I'm going to leave yous on this. You can't just talk about it and say, oh, I did my job on my podcast show, or even John Oliver, you know, I can't just, oh, I talk about it, you know, I I brought the information up, it's there. Okay, well, nothing's getting done, you know, and that's why I like John Oliver also, because he will bring up stuff that he has talked about before, and what, has gotten done since and stuff like that now this is out of my realm like I was saying earlier I couldn't find the world the world's the words but I just wanted to introduce you guys to some I wanted to introduce some anarchy I wanted to introduce something different you know like I said A to Z baby everything and anything alright we're gonna end on now this I wonder if it's any good let's hear it pretty funny with the now this. Here we go. And now, local News reacts to the consequences
3: of global warming exactly as expected.
1: As hip-hop sensation
3: Nelly once said, it's hot in, so hot in here. But just how hot is it, Elizabeth? It is so hot outside, Carson. How
0: hot is it? It's so hot, I bought a loaf of bread chase before I got home. It was toast! It is so hot, I saw a dog chasing a cat and they were both walking. It is so hot yesterday. I saw the devil sitting by the A.C. How hot is it? Uh, I almost called my ex-girlfriend just so I could be around something shady.
3: How hot is it going to be, Mark? I think I'm going to see a chicken lay an omelet. My ex-girlfriend's heart is melting. Adam and Eve are going to trade their fig leaves for ice cubes. London is so hot. How hot is it? They're canceling flights today. And he says they're doing
0: better in Spain where it's 90 degrees today. Yesterday, he said it was 97 humidity around 100%. one
1: hundred
0: percent. Alright guys, that's it. that's it. That's it. That's the show. Um if you haven't fucking uh learned anything, <laughs> then you're probably one of the retards that keep causing all the problems. But honestly, just wanted to say thanks for sitting through my show i was thinking of a title too i was like the jim and john oliver show and that was john oliver that was john oliver last week tonight with john oliver it's on hbo or hbo max you can check it out i don't know about copyright rules i don't really give a shit i put out whatever i want you know what i mean what are you gonna do sue me Take it down, I'll put it back up, motherfucker. No, anyway, just wanted to welcome you guys into something different. I hope some of you guys enjoyed it. You know, I try not to make every show fucking crazy silly, even though 90% of my shit is. So, uh, I don't know what the rest of the show is. If you don't have HBO, and, um uh, you, uh... You know, maybe you don't get to see John Oliver. You can look him up on YouTube. Um, I'm sure you can find the bits. I put, like, one bit on my YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels. I have the official Unit X, and I have uh, the Jimmy James show, which was supposed to be more about the podcasting stuff. But since I've had my personal shit, and I was like, you know what? This is personal to me. I'm telling personal stories and... You know, giving myself out there, I'll make two. I'll make one for me, my personal stuff, and keep it open. And uh I started putting list on my personal channel, the official unit X. And uh like you'll see, my created music. There's my music, basically music I like, uh raplets. And a lot of other shit. Like I said, there's a little bit more of the John Oliver Show. And uh, I don't know if I added the anchor thing in. But if you haven't heard about it, listen to it. And, uh, you know, because that affects not just the podcasters. That affects everybody who wants to listen. Or it, it might affect everybody who wants to listen. And I, honestly, about the follows, you guys know I don't... Like I said, I don't care about that. That's not why I do it. If you're on Spotify or anything like that, please just hit the follow button. It helps me. And the more follows and stuff I get, just the follow part, uh, you know, the more content I'm going to want to put out. Also, there's a rate, R-A-T-E button, you know, like you can rate and you can submit You can give me a one-star, two-star, three, all the way up to five. Obviously, you're going to hit the five-star button. I mean, who's the douchebag? He's going to be like, eh, it's like four stars. Because technically, eh, like, there's guys up there who should be five stars, and they got, like, 4.6. Like, who's the asshole who hit four stars? Anyway, I I think I rate it myself, like, one star. (laughs) And I still have five stars for some reason. Go figure. All right, I'm out. This is Jimmy James saying peace the fuck out. And I'll probably put either the anchor part in next or before this or somewhere. But, yeah, I'm running really long here. All right, enjoy your, uh, it's, uh, Wednesday. I kept saying June. It's July 27th, Wednesday morning. It's 1.28 a.m. Peace. Take care of yourselves and one another. Anchor just released this, by the way. Um, This is off topic. I just wanted to uh, let everybody know. doesn't matter if you're a podcast or not. Anchor released this right in your um, notification part. It says, Anchor will soon. There's no date. Anchor will soon have no more notifications for... Favorites, that's if you follow somebody on Anchor, it's a favorite. Friend request or whatever, or uh, uh, friend voice recordings. So, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm going to read into it and find out. And I'll let you know on the flip side of this. Be right back. Oh oh shit one 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 more one more thing. Okay, so Anchor released a statement the reason why they were doing the notification cutoffs. I also talked to the guy. Um I messaged one of the agents, I guess, or the staff over at Anchor. Just to get an idea, because the way you're about to hear it in the Raplet form, the way I do Raplets, I just did text the speech and I, uh, you know, slowed it down so you guys can hear it. And I talked to him and I said, well, this will affect, will, will, will this affect any of our ads in the future? And how are we going to be able to communicate with people? Usually you record through Anchor. And uh, I just said, I assume you guys are working on this for the future. And they said, he said, and I'm giving a shout out to Leo there because I told him I would put him on the episode. But he said, yeah, they're they're working for something on the future. But as of now, you could still click the record with friends option. So this is um, Anchor's release, which was had to be today or yesterday, I guess, and uh, I put it in text-to-speech form, so here it is.
2: Anchor's Discover section, as well as the Activity tab and Favorites, are being removed from the Anchor mobile apps. These features were originally used to allow Anchor listeners to discover new shows and interact with other Anchor creators within the app. Over time, Anchor has become the easiest and best way to create a podcast, and we want to continue focusing on crafting tools that make podcast creation easy and fun. We understand this transition could be disruptive, and we want to help you find new ways to discover Anchor shows and interact with Anchor creators. To continue listening to podcasts, whether hosted by Anchor or from other sources, we recommend using Spotify. To do this, you can start in the Podcasts tab and check out Spotify's podcast charts to continue your discovery of new shows to listen to. We know that some Anchor creators use the Discover tab and Activity tab for other reasons. See the below FAQs to answer any questions you may have about what this means for how you use the Anchor mobile app. How can my Anchor listeners continue to listen to my show on Anchor? Anchor listeners can still access your public Anchor URL on the web. We recommend sharing this out to your audience, in addition to your Spotify show page. I use Discover to look up my co-hosts and guests for Record with Friends calls. How can I continue using Record with Friends with this being removed? We recommend using an invite link that automatically gets generated when you start a Record with Friends session. You can share this link by copying the invite link and sending it using your preferred communication method with your guests. I use Discover to find the shows I want to leave voice messages on. How will I be able to leave voice messages? Voice messages can still be recorded and sent using an Anchor creator's public profile. Click the message button on the creator's Anchor profile in your web browser to sign in with your Anchor account and leave a voice message. If you're a creator, you'll still be able to manage your voice messages using the voice messages tab on both the Anchor mobile apps and web. How will I be able to listen to the podcasts that I favorited on Anchor? Due to the Discover section being phased out, we'd recommend finding the shows that you favorited on Spotify instead and following each show there. I rely on notifications in the Anchor mobile app to use Record with Friends, receive voice messages, and know when people favorite my podcast. How will this change? Notifications related to Anchor's social features will be going away as well. For voice messages, you will continue to receive notifications via email. We recommend using alternative messaging apps and tools to receive record with friends' invitations.
3: That is our show. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Good night.
0: Alright, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening to my brand new show. Last week, yesterday, last yesterday, last week with John Oliver and me. Something like that. Yesterday, last week. Yeah, it was yesterday, last week with John Oliver and me. Go figure it the fuck out. Holy fuck, I got no life. What's up guys, this is Jimmy James, just one more thing. If you listen to me on this, Spotify, Anchor, any platform you're on right now, you can also follow me on YouTube, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, like I said, you could do it all. You can go on there, you can like me, you can hate me, you can dislike, approve, unapprove, whatever. Whatever you think I need to do to approve. Or to get your approval. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I care for. I just care for your approval. But for now, this is me just saying goodbye. world. Okay, Jim, I'll see you around. Where you go? No!
1: Oh no! Oh, that's not what I thought he meant by that at all! Goodbye, everybody.